We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like its Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC. Choose UPMC for your family's health care needs close to home. Visit UPMC.com slash Central PA for a complete list of services and locations. Standardized testing has long been a hot-button topic in education circles, sparking debates among educators, parents, policymakers, and students alike. Some see it as a central tool for assessing academic performance and ensuring accountability, while others argue that it puts undue pressure on students, narrows the curriculum, and perpetuates inequalities. To shed light on this multifaceted issue, we have a special guest with us today, and joining us is the insightful urban education coach, Teach Jay. And Teach Jay has years of experience navigating the complexities of urban education and brings a unique perspective to the table. I'm eager to delve into the nuances of standardized testing, exploring its impacts on the students, teachers, and the education system as a whole. So, Teach Jay, how has the original purpose of state testing evolved over time here? So if we look at recent history as far as college, uh, most of us are experiencing basically not the benefits of what we thought secondary education was going to do for us. So I think Mm. as we're starting to raise this next generation, we're starting to take different approaches and what we actually want them to accomplish. So, of course, state tests are going to evolve as now are they as important if you want your child to go into a trade school, if Mm. you want your child to be more into the arts because that's what you want to expose them to. So are the state tests as important and are they actually worth the $50 million that is being spent every single year to give the test? So can we just start looking at the facts, doing the research and realizing that more importantly, your kid don't even have to take the test. So that means we are collecting data and telling black and brown families every single day that your child can't obtain a good grade because they don't know standard English. Okay, who speaks standard English? I Mm. don't. Right. Right. And I'm an educator. Does that make me less educated because I don't put a G on the ending of my word? Mm. Absolutely not. But if you don't put a G on the ending of the word and then you can't read the text, now you're being told that you're not able to read. You can't do math. And what is the purpose of any of the math that we learned anyway? Mm. So let's just be the generation that takes all of our secondary education. And those of us that did do well on those tests, let's actually take our knowledge and try to shift everybody's mindset because your kid doesn't have to take the test. Well, let, let's 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 be, be because that's that's a sermon right there. So let's uh, um, uh, put a pin in that right there because uh, 50 million dollars. Yes. 50 million dollars increasing each year. And as we are about to get a whole bunch of money into education, mm-hmm. I need you all to start asking. Are you asking a black teacher how they're actually using the money? Oh. No. So we keep giving all this money to education. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with the fact why well, I got a big old a big old charging socket thing, right? Can't you just plug your computer into the wall? Right. Right? Like the money that they're spending, just ask them what they're using the money for. Mm. But I'm going to say that $50 million, it continues to increase every single year. And does that actually include all of the workbooks that we're purchasing to encourage the kids to speak a language that nobody uses? Mm. It's a testing language. Wow. All right. All right. So um, so what factors contribute to the fluctuation in the average cost of um, state testing? 
All right. So let me break down this term. I'm not speaking black. I'm not speaking white. I'm just Mm -hmm. speaking mindset. Right. So part of this whole teach day ideology is that you're dealing with people that are able to get another group of people to believe in their thought processes. And now that is where you're now focused into your schools. So when you're saying where does it start? I think it starts from a colonizing contributor, Mm. somebody that's coming into a culture and trying to benefit off of the community on a commerce basis. So it's not that it's selfish, but it's a job, right? Like it's something that you're going to say, what do you need in order to be successful? And right now, I think success when it comes to state tests is that all urban schools have to fail. Really? Oh, man. If we're saying that only 40% of kids are answering a question correct, Mm -hmm. shouldn't that question be thrown away instead of being used to say again that black and brown kids can't read? Right, right. And you you, um, um, made this term, um, um, a, a standard English learner. Uh, now, now, how how does this tie in with with black and brown students and this standardized testing? OK, so um, English learner, right? A student that is coming into the country and may speak a different language. Standard English learner. Do we speak in a way where we're using all endings of the word? So, mm. you know, what was it, 20, 30 years ago, they had the conversation about abonics, and that didn't get delivered well. Okay, well, that's fine. If melanin's popping, mm-hmm. right, and you say popping, now that word is going to be marked wrong because you didn't pronounce it correctly. Mm. Standard English language means that you have to use popping. If you're not saying popping, then, but again, it's not our actual language. So you're learning how to read standard English language. I compare it to Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so so then um, the King's English, that's that's wow. Wow. Well, no, you could say American English or colonizing Mm -hmm. contributors English. There is a group of people that is able to break down this language very well. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think we all do in our emails. (laughs) Per my last email. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. That's that's where the standard English language is learned. And that's why I meant we are a group of people where we can shift the dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we're encouraging our kids to talk like the emails being sent. Right. So so then this this then is a form of like code switching then. Yes. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. So yep. so then so then these these students they're they're being graded on on this code switching yes. code is, uh, um so to speak but then they may not come from homes where Oh better yeah you ready? Yeah. They're coming to us at 30,000 words vocabulary deficit. And for many, many years, right, I participated in that thought process that our kids were lacking vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Flip it. Flip Mm. it. Fine. Who's lacking vocabulary? You or me? If melanin's popping, right, Mm -hmm. then let's focus on that. Let's change who's actually controlling the test. Why can't it be written like the books that I used to read in high school? Right? Fly Girl, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Sister Soldier, write the books like that. Tell me about those moral and themes. Right. Stop trying to make it sound like Martin Luther King is our only hero. Oh, that is that, that is a point. And if maybe they actually were being assessed on Martin Luther King, Malcolm X and all the greats, Stokely Carmichael, Angela Davis, mm-hmm. the kids would engage. No, Ooh. they're asking them things that I'm telling you, these are words that nobody is using. Mm. In their home, and then the kids are being told that they're stupid from day one. Right. Okay, so because of that, urban schools receive more funding. So we were, the original question was about, you know, how is the funding being utilized? Mm-hmm. And the books that we are buying are saying that they are going to help these children understand how to code switch. Mm. 
So they have to put money into those materials and resources that have been, according to them, research-based. So this is why I'm so thankful for this opportunity just to be able to say, hey, every black and brown educator that's doing their job really, really well, can y'all start writing journals and get them approved by doctors? Because that's all that they did. That's all that they did. It's just 200 people that were doctors and said, and I know we got enough out here right now. Absolutely. So let's start coming together. We don't need to agree on it, but let's shift to the academics right now. And guess where it could start? Don't let your kid take the test. Mm. Now, now I, I, I want to get in, into um, on the options that, that, that parents have uh, with, with their kids taking the test and if they do have options. Um, but, but first, um, a, a, a recent uh, r- report just came out about Penn Manor School District, um, and, and they're getting rid of spelling tests. Um, and and they're they're searching other other ways to to teach the kids on, on, on how to identify words and correctly spell. Do you look at initiatives like this um, uh, kind kind of to to to, to quell what the um, uh, state test has has implemented over the years. Yes. So the teach ideology Mm -hmm. is just a basic concept of, so you're talking about spelling tests. If you have word check and you can have enough money to get Grammarly, does it really matter if I can spell a word? Let's just be real. Let's shift with the technology. So is it important to be able to spell and read? Absolutely. Is it important to be able to understand text and exposure to events and and ideas? Like all of those things are important. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as like a spelling test, if your kid enjoys spelling, Give them a spelling test. Mm-hmm. That is what Teach Day looks like. So oh. when you're in a classroom with Teach Day, you come up with what you want to do for the day. You tell me what your goals are. We work on them. Mm. And then I have, you know, math problems splashed up on the board. You do four of them. I start challenging your child's brain individually. Yeah. So I guess when you're saying spelling test, yes. If my student enjoys a spelling test every week because they're finding success in it, then I'm going to do a spelling test. Mm. If that's not where they're finding joy... Let's meet the kids where they're at. Let's engage them. So then meeting meeting the kids where they're at. There's this um, um, statement. I believe it was by Albert Einstein. Don't quote me on that, America. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I think it was by Albert Einstein that said, uh, when you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, you will misclassify that fish. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but but is this what we're doing to to our students in these uh, city schools, are we judging these fish on their ability to or how they can climb a tree? So to keep it in the positive, mm-hmm. let's just say that we've been participating in a school system and we did a really great job conquering it. So now mm. what are we going to do with this fish that can maybe climb a tree because the tree is the option? And I guess what I'm trying to say is... Um, we all did really well in school, but did we really learn anything from school? Oh, oh, versus just regurgitation. Right. Mm. So, like, I don't know. Can we give that fish something to put in front of their face so they can climb a tree? I'm saying can we start blowing out? Because if we were able to figure out how to code switch on the test and get through college, take classes, hustle through this process, mm. and now you're raising the next generation Let's not limit their minds at all because that's what the state test is actually assessing. Like, I, I don't know how else to put more emphasis on that. Um, 
Albert Einstein wasn't the only one with a high IQ, but he's one of the only ones that were able to quote because we don't know that we got high IQs. Oh. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. And then we feel less intelligent because, and I'm just saying to you, because this is my moment as a teacher, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You were more concerned about that. You couldn't figure out who to, who, who cares? All right. You said what? Like, let's just have a conversation instead of getting wrapped up into colonizing contributors, telling you that it's important that you can remember and regurgitate certain information that's not valuable. Uh, what role do standardized tests play in the college admission process and how do they impact equity and access? Okay. I think we have to, again, shift our mindset. I think colleges need us more than we need them. Ooh. So if we really think about it, like how many kids are applying to school and not really getting into school, let's collect mm-hmm. the data. I'm just curious. So um, I just wonder if there's a shift in what this current really, really dope generation yeah. is doing with their decisions, especially after COVID. I think there was a pause. So I would be curious to answer that question. Um, how do standardized tests impact? I'm wondering how many colleges are turning people away right now. Mm. Mm. Well, well, I know this um, as as a I don't even know what to call myself. Do I call myself an adjunct, a former adjunct? Because I haven't <laughs> adjunct in about three years. And that's because college admissions numbers are down. So mm-hmm. there's no mm-hmm. need for adjuncts mm-hmm. in the school that I was at. I would like to look at those statistics as well because I need a couple extra dollars. Mm-hmm. And our guest today is Teach Jay, who is giving us this educational game on state tests. Uh, Teach Jay will be coming back on the Spark each month um, to shine a light on the different aspects of the education and education industry in the Keystone State. So I cannot wait for those future conversations and I cannot wait for you, the listener, to pick up what Teach Jay is putting down. Um, so, like I said, our guest today is Teach Jay. So um, we were talking about standardized testing. And, and, and before we go um, more deeper into that, uh, Teach Jay, can you describe this uh, Teach Jay persona and, yes. and, and what it is? Yes. Uh, Teach Jay is a third generation educator. So we're talking about from school board to football coaches and administrators mm. and just a family of homeschool officers. So just education deep, right? So loving the whole system. Teach Day is a representation of taking all of that knowledge and then coming now from the community for the aspect of it, right? Mm. So the person that was able to benefit from being black and brown in the education system. And the Teach Day looks at education as success as not being determined by status or salary. Success in your school experience should be defined by experiences, events, and personal accomplishments. Teach Jays help others define their purpose and their destination toward success. Education pearls are things that you obtain through Teach Jay, and it strives to create a dialogue that creates effective academic solutions for specific students. I believe that through Teach Day that we're going to collectively create culturally confident scholars and young kings and queens that have the ability to develop skills and conquer their challenges. As a group, we're going to be able to define what does success look like, what is our practice, what is our purpose, and how do we set measurable goals. What I'm asking for is that we collectively read with our kids for 15 minutes a day, three more times a week. Spend time in your, your actual crib, creating classrooms, and creating a generation of excellent educational excellence. Devices are fingertips. They are encyclopedias. I want you to create spaces in your cribs for learning. Demonstrate to your child the benefits of education and how a device supports their long-term success. This is for all those people who want to make a difference in the next generation. Teach Jays, the time is now, so join us on this journal, 
journey. So basically what I'm saying is if we all just take a moment and we take a pause and we reflect on how you're doing such an amazing job raising your kids, let's start to change the system. Mm. So Teach Day is not just about like myself. It's about every black and brown educator, anybody that's involved in education, every nonprofit group that's trying to knock down the school board's doors so they can get into classrooms. Let's just collectively figure this out because that's what our school system is. It's a group of educated people who sat around and they came up with theories like grading and standardized test. Mm, man, I will say this. Um, uh, teach J's sound like education doulas. Um, um, sound sound like those um, those folks that 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 fill that fill in um, the gaps. Uh, so um, can 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 you tell us um, um, if if somebody wanted to get in contact uh, uh, with a, a Teach J or if they wanted to learn more um, about uh, Teach J's? How would they? All right, so when I want to keep uh, all educators protected, right? So the stories that I'm coming over here telling are my personal stories. Mm. It's coming from other black and brown educators. Yeah. So I'm going to keep it limited. So you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram and Snapchat. And you have to look up Teach Day the Ideology. 